Hey guys, Mubarak Shah here, CPA, and today at Corp Dev, we're going to be talking about the importance of modeling and valuation when you're looking for the right business to buy. All right, so whether you're a search fund entrepreneur, whether you're a first-time buyer, whether you're in private equity, there is the concept of the financial model or the operating model and also how to value the business that you're looking for, and that's what I want to talk about today because... I want to talk about why the model matters and how to successfully build one. All right. So in the last episode, we talked about we've had on Paul Barnhurst and he was an expert in FP&A. And he talked about the difference between the operating model, the financial model, you know, where the LBO model comes in, the DCF. And in general, you know, people who have gotten their MBA and in the finance world, they probably understand this. But a lot of you listening may be other entrepreneurs either looking to sell your business or in another industry and looking to get involved in the world of M&A. And you might have not bought a business before. And so these financial models are not obvious to you. And so that's why I want to talk about that today. Um, you might have seen these kind of multi-tab, you know, 10, 20 plus tab spreadsheets. And fortunately, that is exactly what we're talking about today. But I want to talk about why the model matters, right? Because, you know, there's uh, the context from some of this talk today is going to be from this great search fund investor and entrepreneur called AJ Rasterstein. And some of his concepts, are some of the concepts here are going to be coming from that. And he has a great quote in one of his articles saying that, like, all models are wrong, but some are useful, right? So, you know, after you identify a actionable acquisition candidate, right? Any searcher, right? And a search a searcher, I'm going to refer to throughout this. It could be just a search fund entrepreneur, or it can be a self-funded entrepreneur, a um, investor, a independent sponsor, um, somebody looking to buy their first business, any of that. So it all relates to anyone wanting to buy a business, right? And so once you find a potential candidate, you have to start performing quantitative or financial analysis on it. Right. So that is referred to as modeling. And it's generally one of the most important tasks during the due diligence stage as it lets you kind of figure out what the real business valuation is. And it educates and kind of provides all the information that all the investors, banks, SBA will need to understand the overall financial strength of the business. Right. So for anyone that doesn't have that finance centered background, I was talking about like in private equity, investment banking, public accounting, modeling ends up being usually one of the most daunting tasks during due diligence. And, you know, there is good news, though, because you don't need to be a modeling whiz to successfully acquire and operate a small business, right? So MBA students, yes, they have the understanding of the basics. And, uh, you know, just listening to content like this will let you understand the purpose of the model and how you can put it together. All right. So obviously modeling, and again, that refers to the process of creating the financial model uh, on the business, but it helps you as a searcher and your investors formulate an appropriate valuation range, right? So the value of the business, what the end purchase price that you're going to want to pay for the business or propose to the seller and put into the LOI or eventually negotiate down into the purchase agreement will be 
what the purpose of this model is. And the model is also used by lenders to determine, obviously, a suitable level of debt to be used to be able to finance a transaction. So that's how they de determine their debt service coverage ratio. That's how much how they determine whether they can actually fund and put give you the debt financing you need to acquire the business. And so, you know, building a thoughtful model is going to help you unpack the historical performance of the business. And it's going to allow you to start asking and looking into a lot of key questions that you should pursue in due diligence. So overall, a good thorough model is going to take time. It's going to take at least a couple weeks, if not a few months. But putting together and it's going to change as you get more information about the business and as time goes on. But building a thorough model is invaluable to be able to inform all of the strategic and historical priorities of the business for you as a searcher as you come up with like a post-close, post-acquisition value creation plan for the future management of the business, right? So that's on a high level what we're using a financial model for, right? And so what is a model? It utilizes historical data coupled with reasonable go-forward assumptions, right? So like if we were to create a model right now for business ABC, we would probably want their financials from 2021, 2022, right? So this is either out of their accounting system, yeah, their bank statements, their credit card statements, um, maybe their lender statements, things like that. And it would essentially be putting together these pieces to be able to figure out the historical financials and then also go forward maybe into 2024 2025 based on historical trends and based on other things that we are known no, uh, understanding and learning about the business so it helps to establish a potential range of outcomes for the next several years of the business now the finance world traditionally likes to sometimes see this go out 10 years which i think personally is ridiculous i mean things change so much that it's just Anything after like two or three years, I don't think is real. But generally speaking, maybe a five-year model into the future is probably the most kind of accurate um, operating phase. So now let's talk about what questions a successful model should answer, right? So it definitely needs to answer how much debt the business can reasonably support, right? And even taking a step back, first, we obviously want to establish how much is the business worth today, right? Um then obviously there's certain things like how the business makes money, right? So what are like the key value drivers um, that are driving revenue, meaning what influences how much money the business is making. And you want to look at this both on a historical basis and what's going to happen going forward, right? And then ultimately, this should hopefully help you also look into seeing what type of operating levers can be pulled to create the most value for the business, right? So if it's... um you know, a, a company with multiple departments or may, maybe multiple different product streams or revenue streams, then you want to take a look, okay, is, is is one product like the cash cow and something else is losing money but could be useful in the future, right? You want to understand what resources are needed to support the growth of the business. And then this will help you understand what's a reasonable range of an investment return for the business. Um, you know, and so like, that is why you're investing in the business in the first place, right? Is that hopefully what you're aiming to do is understand and buy a business that you'll be able to make money off of and get more money for you, yourself, and your investors in the future. And so that's how you what you want to understand. And then finally, 
an important part of the model is also once you sell the business in the future, right? So even though you're buying it from a seller today, you also want to project out in future exit in five to 10 years or seven to eight years. And you need to understand how the proceeds are to be distributed, right? So that's referred to as the distribution waterfall or the dividend waterfall. And um, we can talk about that in future episodes, but I, I wanted to kind of just provide that value. And so there's two components. Again, we talked about this in the last episode, which I'd highly recommend you going back and listening to. <clears throat> but there's the operating model and there's the financial model. Okay, so there's the operating model, which is a combination of the P&L statement, right? The profit and loss or the income statement. And then that has like the net cash outflows for investments that need to be made. So that shows the historical performance and has some general go forward assumptions just depicting how the business generates cash. So we think of this as like how the business runs today, right? The financial model is a little bit more um, pertinent to like investors and how the actual cash flow of the business is generated and how it's divided, right? So what money comes from the creditors, what money goes to taxes, what money is uh, dividend to the equity holders. And so the financial model is also is where the like future returns from the acquisition and the division of these returns comes about, right? So uh, there's a few different ways that you can value a target business. So there's obviously the DCF, which is the discounted cash flow analysis, or like a valuation or multiple ratio, right? So that's really what it is. And so Valuation and model building are as much as an art as they are a science. So there's no precise or definitively correct answers, right? Businesses are a lot more harder to value than like real estate. And even real estate, right? It can fluctuate, right? Think times that change with the market and change with whatever houses sell on the block and whatever renovations you do. And ultimately a business and a house or any asset is worth only as much as much as a buyer is willing to buy it for, right? So if a business is estimated to be worth around like 10 million, it's probably likely worth somewhere between nine and 11 million, right? And that, that's a big deal, right? And it could also, you could also kind of shift that to eight to 12 million, depending on, you know, especially with, if you look at just uh, how the market changed in the last two years, you know, you can see billion dollar businesses swinging 50% in value and market cap just because the market environment changed, right? The business itself, especially in the public markets, I mean, that's a whole nother conversation that I don't want to, you know, run on to, off into a tangent about. But, you know, in, when you're modeling, the goal is to kind of hit the target and resist the temptation to be perfect, right? So obviously you want to get as close as possible. You want to be diligent on it. Um, but it's as much about judgment, assumptions, and understanding historical value drivers as it is about the hard math, right? So MBA students, right, or people, MBA grads, finance backgrounds, they tend to be good at the math, um, but they struggle with how to forecast like the future cash flows. Um, and that's really where the art comes in, the projections, because that's an estimation based on the inputs and the drivers of what the business can do post-close. And, you know, it's all different, right? So if you've never run a business before or if it's your first time or second time, 
and you're you know probably under the age of 30 or even 35 you probably have way more rosy expectations of what a business can do and what a business will do than people who have been around the block before and have seen you know what realistic projections are and what kind of tweaks are made so you know ultimately it takes a lot of repetitions to gain competency in modeling and there's a lot of different fundamentals around it so we do rec recommend that obviously you as the founder or or not the founder but the initial searcher or the acquirer or the independent sponsor you need to be able to have either a partner that can handle this that's a part of your team or a really good cpa or accountant that you can work alongside with because you know you're when you're modeling you're going to be needing to make changes to it tweaks to it based on new information that you get and so that's where it really helps and building a good model prior to an acquisition is super vital for all those reasons right because you're about to bet your professional reputation on your search and you're going to probably dedicate you know five or ten years of your life five to ten years of your life to that transaction so you really need to understand what you're getting yourself into and whether or not the transaction even represents an attractive opportunity, right? Both on a financial and professional basis relative to other options. So there's an opportunity cost to, to going out and buying a business. And yes, it can be the American dream. And, uh, you know, I highly recommend it because it's something that I find like, you know, I always tell people buying a business is like starting at year four, right? And, um, obviously referring to buying a profitable business, but um, in general, you need to know what you're getting yourself into. And so the model will help you do that because when you're building the model and the process of building the model is going to really open your eyes into understanding every single nook and cranny of the business. And that is how you can better evaluate the potential for an attractive outcome with the target business. So that is going to, that's going to be, the, the reason for it. And obviously, you know, it's super important because you need it because any investor, any debt provider, you know, whether it's conventional bank loans, whether it's a SBA 7A loan, they're going to need that model to evaluate whether they're going to be wanting to participate in the transaction and up to how much, right? So lenders are going to use the model to determine the appropriate amount of debt and terms that they're going to require for on, on the business from like a loan perspective. And so equity investors also, they use the model to evaluate the risk-adjusted attractiveness of investing in the target transaction relative to other opportunities, right? So obviously based on the model, the entrepreneur yourself and your investors will be able to decide if and how much they can stretch on evaluation to secure an attractive business. So finally, I want to just talk about, um, you know, what a good model requires and that's both due diligence and operational planning right so building the model is not strictly just a numbers exercise in microsoft excel right the model is actually meant to help you as the entrepreneur unpack the business and improve the due diligence process so the model can help you understand exactly how much the business how how the business makes money how much it makes and also identify additional analysis that needs to be performed in order to grasp the business and its operating levers. So if you understand the value drivers behind the business, then you can actually begin to build an operating plan to achieve the desired operating and economic outcomes. So 
the model at the end of the day should be able to let you know, okay, how much are you going to earn as the entrepreneur and the CEO, right? It's going to let you know how much debt the business can bear. Will you get your money back? And also you're going to build in scenarios in this, like an upside and a downside scenario. So that way you can understand, are you going to get your money back and what has to go wrong for you not to get it back and what has to go right, right? So that way you can start understanding the reasonableness and the percentage chance of success of your investment. All right. And then you also need to be able to use that model, obviously for your lenders, like I talked about and for diligence, but also it'll let you understand what your returns are going to be like. And finally, from a valuation perspective, how much you should end up paying for the business. So that is, you know, the, the split overall. Um, and so that's where I want to leave it for today. Hopefully that was helpful, but I think we're probably going to go pretty in depth into this concept because uh, I personally am very interested in it and it's a very important skill, right? But it's also something that might not be as important to people who, you know, have years in investment banking and private equity, but for other entrepreneurs and other investors or people who have made their money in other industries and are looking to buy a business, this ends up becoming a very important part of the search model or of the operating model. And I, I want to talk about that. So we're going to be running into that in future episodes as well. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. As always, please subscribe if you found it interesting or share it with a friend or partner. And feel free, please, always interested in any feedback you guys have. So you can reach me at Mubarak at ShahBusinessCPA.com. Hope to hear from you soon. Take care.